yo, Brian, you do be sounding like trash. It, it do be like that, yeah. How are you guys? Uh, Nikki's leaving because she's taking a phone call at three. Uh, she's fine. She was a little tired, but she also has ringing in her ear. But hopefully she's okay. She's also feeling tired. You guys think you got sick from your trip? Uh, the trip makes the most sense. But I mean, hard to say, really, because, I mean, her parents aren't sick. And yeah. her brother's not sick, as far as we know. But I don't know when else we would have gotten it, honestly. I guess we did go out to eat the day we came back, but who knows? It's because you didn't wash your hands in the bathroom or something? <laughs> no, I always wash my hands in the bathroom in the COVID era. Always you before then, too. You don't, you don't look like a hand washer. I don't look like a hand washer? Yeah, you look like one of those guys just walks in and then walks out. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like, maybe, maybe. And I'm just saying literally on a maybe, like this is a tiny percentage chance. Like if you're at home, nah, even then I'm washing my hands. It's not, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm super paranoid now. The hand washing do be happening. Yeah. I mean, it is how it goes, right? I mean, a lot of it, everything I'm reading is just super infective. Omicron yeah. or whatever. It sucks ass, but you know, it is how it goes sometimes, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, you think... uh you think we're going back into lockdown, into quarantine? Nope. You don't think so? Nah, the CDC already made it clear, like, yo, they want people to go back to work after five days with a mask. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think, I, I think the problem is no one's dying. Mm-hmm. Well, I take that back. People are dying, but it's not nearly as bad as it was. I think um, most of the cases you see in the hospital are unvaccinated people. But yeah. for the most part, no one's, uh, the vaccinated people are not getting hospitalized. Yeah, I think the concern for a lot of people is the long effects of that, right? I mean, I don't want to lose my sense of taste or smell or whatever. That would be that'd be pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird, too, because we got back. I feel fine. We went out to get food because we always get pho when we come back from a trip. Yeah. And it was fine that day, too. And then that night, I just felt a little bit scratchy in the throat. Didn't sleep enough, I guess. No, wait. Yeah. That night, I slept for 12 hours. Was fine. Woke up the next day. And that night was the night that I didn't, I didn't sleep for too much because I had a scratchy throat at night. And then, yeah. I mean, most things are pretty mild, um, tired, muscle ache. But I guess, you know, some people are just unlucky because obviously it could have been avoided if we didn't go on a trip because I'm going to guess that's the most likely culprit Yeah, because the restaurant wasn't particularly busy. Um, I would say, I mean, yeah, it's just unlucky really, right? Because... At some point, you know, people are drawing your lines however you draw them. But triple vaxxed, uh, wore a double mask, went on a vacation with family, and it didn't work out. Unfortunate, yeah. really. Yeah, I mean, then you're traveling too. <clears throat> Who knows? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, it is obviously, I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are very much people that have not left their homes since March 2020. But... I, I just didn't see it as realistic at that point, right? Because we're this far out. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If you, uh, did you take a look at that Twitter thing I sent you? I did. I did take a look at that Twitter thread. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I mean, I don't, again, not a virologist or like a doctor of any kind, but it, it makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Uh, for people that are listening, I mean, I, I don't know if this is going to be in the podcast or not, but essentially it just talks about how the vaccine was meant for the alpha strain, then Delta came along, then Omicron came along. And so Omicron is highly infectious or something like that, or contagious. And despite that, it, I mean, 
things are not always aligned because it was made for the original strain. I don't know exactly how it works, but I will say, I mean, it is pretty interesting when you look at numbers because, you know, people frame numbers however they want. But the one, the one that I thought was super interesting was like, I think they said cases of Ebola are super, like they were 50% more likely to be fatal or something, yeah. but way less people have died from Ebola. Pretty interesting. Because it's not as contagious? Because it's not as contagious, yeah. That is interesting. I don't know. It's so it's so interesting because you think about it, and it, I, I guess not to minimize the virus by any means, but when you think about it in video game terms, are you, or, you know, just philosophy in general, are you more afraid of the, the big slow swinging punch or are you more afraid of like, you know, the, the thousand, the thousand cuts, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's way faster, harder to dodge, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 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 So, uh, what's on the podcast today? Uh, yeah. So welcome to the no happy endings podcast where there are no happy endings, just happy friendings, a podcast where we ask three levels of questions. Sometimes, uh, today we will not ask Brian, or we will not be asking anyone three levels of questions. Anything, mm. we're going to catch up on how your trip to Vegas was. It was a good trip. Uh, Vegas is a cool place. Uh, yeah. I, I think about it. Vegas is one of those places, you know, I, I don't say this often, but I do think living there would be fun. But Vegas is definitely one of those places that would be more fun if you're rich. Wait, That's, so let's, let's, let's make this clear. You, are you talking about Vegas or Nevada? Uh, Las Vegas. Like specifically Las Vegas. Living Not, in Las Vegas. I, I don't know anything about the rest of Nevada. I didn't go anywhere else aside from the two the two parks. One is uh, Red Rock Canyon, super cool national park. And then I went to Valley of Fire, which is a Nevada state park. Also cool. Yes, but yeah, yes. I mean, Vegas, Vegas is one of those cities um, very similar to San Diego uh, in that I don't know that you're going to find uh, jobs there other than the service and tourism industry. And I'm sure some jobs exist in that that are outside of those pockets, but by and large, most of the jobs in Vegas and San Diego are going to be in that kind of uh, realm. I would say, though, Las Vegas is cool because the weather wasn't too bad. Obviously, it was cold some nights because it gets cold at night, but it's cool because I, I like cities a lot that have cities that are metropolitan in the center, but are not too far away from nature because you can see these huge, gigantic mountains surrounding Las Vegas when you're just chilling there. I think um I think you get <clears throat> you get that with a lot of West Coast places. Yeah, with the West Coast cities you get that. That's probably my problem with the East Coast cities. The East Coast cities are just cities packed next to cities usually. Smaller Whack. cities. Boring. Are you are you saying the East Coast cities are boring? You live in New York. Yeah, they're a little boring. And I'll be honest, as much as I love New York, I do need I do need nature. I do need like my my touch of nature. I think that's one mm-hmm. thing my Portland trip uh made me realize that like I should make more an effort to be more, to get outside more in the nature, more hiking more by myself, do things more by myself. I used to, back in Nova, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't go do anything unless I knew I had someone to go with me. Mm-hmm. But here, I have no friends. Well, I have like, I can count all my friends on one hand. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I should, I should really just experience it for myself as opposed to experience it with someone else. Oh, I mean, if it's something you like to do socially, it's something you like to do socially. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's why I love going out west because, like, anytime I honestly, every single time I've gone out west, uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've tried to make an attempt to do something nature related, whether it be vi- even just visiting like a, a state park. I mean, yeah, what, the uh, western cities are pretty cool that way. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so let's let's break it down. How long were you there for in Vegas? We were there for a week. That is yeah, me, Nikki, Nikki's parents, and her brother. It's actually a long time. 
It is a very long time. I don't normally take vacations that long, honestly. <laughs> it was a good time, though. I had a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Red Rock Canyon. Hiked Red Rock Canyon. Only one trail on Red Rock Canyon, because Red Rock Canyon is gigantic. Yeah. Uh, did the five trails in the Valley of Fire, because they're all very short trails, but uh, they can be kind of a pain in the ass because of how much sand there is. Yeah. So those two were cool. Um, that was pretty much the hikes that we did and the nature stuff that we did. I did oh, a lot uh, of gambling. Uh, and that was oh, fun. What, What's up? What days did you do those trails or the parks? The first two days we were there. So I think Monday, Tuesday, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> so let's just let's just break it down to everyone. Like, so how many national parks have you been to? And what sets Red Canyon? Red Rock Canyon. Rock Canyon. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been to I think I think I can only name three, but I think I've been to four or five. I just don't remember the names. So yeah. Arcadia is one, Shenandoah is one, Red Rock Canyon is one. I think I went to, there's one near Portland, right? Is is Multnomah Crater Falls? Lake. Crater Lake, yeah. I went to Crater Lake. And then I want to say I've been to another one, but I, I just don't remember it because it's not registering in my brain right now. Is it out uh, yeah, I think it was out west, also in Portland or near Portland, if that's possible, but maybe not. I honestly don't remember. I also think I went to one in San Diego, but I, I definitely don't remember the name of that one. Not in San Diego, but near San Diego. I don't remember how much, how far we drove. This was like, uh, probably like five or six years ago before I even started like tracking which uh, national parks I've been to. Yeah. But Red Rock Canyon is cool just because I think if you've done uh, Billy Goat in in northern virginia near uh gray falls then you mean, you'll you probably the side, right the maryland side which is yeah the billy goat trail is on maryland side isn't it uh i thought there was two sides there's two sides so the virginia side of gray falls looks at maryland but doesn't have much hiking more of a nature walk the maryland side of gray falls has the billy goat trail which looks at virginia but yeah so if you like the the billy goat trail which is kind of like very uh simple rock scrambles and climbs then you'll probably really enjoy Red Rock Canyon just because, I mean, the rocks are different, obviously, and the, the mountains are different, but it is very much that type of kind of hiking where you're on rocks a lot of the time and you're just kind of hopping through and skipping through a lot of these areas. So I enjoyed it a lot. I, I, I like rock scrambling and, and doing a little bit of climbing, not too much. Yeah. What was your, uh, did you have any takeaways from your day there? What do you mean takeaways? Like, did you have like any epiphanies? Was there like an experience that like changed the way you look at things or? No, not particularly. I I just kind of enjoyed it for the physical activity that it was after sitting on a plane for, for most of the day previously and then having a long layover. And then yeah. so like we arrived and then we just kind of hung out at the hotel for a little bit, walked around downtown Fremont and that was fine. It was cool, but it wasn't like anything particular. It was just such a long day of traveling. And then after that, it was, oh, wait, so it was Sunday, Monday in that case. I think we went to, is it Sunday, Monday, or is it Monday, Tuesday? I'm trying to think because I don't remember exactly the timeline. It was a long vacation. A lot of things happened. But anyways, the point was is, is that it was just nice to do some physical activity after having sat on a plane for so long and then a delay over, like I mentioned, and then another plane. Yeah. Okay. Well, then what about uh, Valley of Fire? Valley of Fire is cool just because I think it's just more of that, you know, sandstone kind of look. and. That's just not the kind of rocks you'll see and not the kind of nature you'll see in Virginia. Yeah. So I just like to see different forms of nature, whatever they may be. And you get to walk next to these huge, huge mountains and they're not all one structure, right? Because in Shenandoah, when you're climbing or you're like walking or you're hiking next to something, 
it is, I, I don't know if this is accurate, but it is more or less the same mountain, if that makes sense. Is that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the same range. Yeah, whereas, I, I, I mean, there's a bunch of smaller mountains slash hills in Valley of Fire slash Red Rock Canyon, so, or they're just colored differently, so you get to see all these, like, nice nature-y colors. Yeah. So, it's just a very cool experience. Uh, we also got to see the Bighorn Goat, or Bighorn Ram. Oh, were, they, were, they, were they in the Valley of Fire? They were in Valley of Fire, yeah. Yeah, that's where I saw them too. It's pretty cool. They're they're very cool. Yeah, they got the thickest necks you'll ever see. Thick paw. They they, they do be thick boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So any takeaways from there? <clears throat> no, I just enjoyed it. I I wish I had brought my pro shoes. I, I I hiked in regular running shoes and I just got a lot of sand in my shoe. The the takeaway is that if anybody goes to Valley of Fire, just be prepared to get sand in your shoes. Or I don't know if there's a hiking shoe that's specifically for sand but i would consider that oh yeah no i definitely left with uh like i remember getting on the airport and there was still sand in my shoe yeah yeah i don't know if there's like a proven method for doing it but i obviously shake out as much sand as you can and then i put in a wet hand towel and try and like scrape out or like pull any sand with the wetness and then dry the shoe and that was okay yeah you gotta remove the sole i didn't do that Mm, yeah 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 but uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, I also got a bunch in my my backpack. Oh, uh, um, wow. Interesting. In particular, uh, I think same thing happened when I went to Zion. I think I in- encountered more sand mm-hmm. than I thought I would. And yeah, yeah, sand everywhere. Wait, so do you normally have huge revelations when you go hiking because you keep asking about them? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it depends, I guess. So like how long were your hikes at both places? Um. The one in Red Rock Canyon was, I want to say it was one hike and it was four to five miles. So I don't know. I think it was uh, two to three hours, I want to say. Yeah. Something like that. It was a pretty chill pace we were going at. And then the one at Valley of Fire was just like five tiny hikes. So like some of them would be like 1.5, 1.7, 0.2, point whatever. Yeah. And so we just kind of cobbled a bunch of those together to see what was going on. But, uh, oh, so the only reason I ask is, like, yeah, I mean, typically, especially with the longer ones, you definitely get more time to reflect. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, I get a little, I, I mean, I get something out of all the hikes, I think. The hikes where I run into less people, mm-hmm. uh, I think I definitely do more self-reflecting. Um, yeah. When I did, at Zion, I did, we did uh, Observation Point, which was, I think, like, it was a lot of miles. It felt like 12 miles. But it, I don't think it was that long. I think it was more so like eight-ish. Damn, that's a long but, ride. But it was cool because like at the time, there was the easy way was closed off, but there was like rock slides or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the, so we had to take the longer route uh, from, the, I think we took like the East Mesa Trail or something like that. Mm-hmm. So long story short, it went from like trees and brushes and stuff like that to like barren land into sand and like it was cool just hiking through like three different climates almost or three mm-hmm. temperature zones or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so that was pretty cool. On that hike, I mean, yeah, I had a lot of time to reflect on like how how beautiful it is out there, like how different it is, right? Like I think Zion really opened my eyes to the national parks because I've always, I guess like Zion's my first national park out west. I've been to a lot of state parks out west, but mm-hmm. for Zion. To be somewhere in Zion where it's just, it's a very humbling experience. Like when you first drive, so like on the following day, we did Angel's Landing. And to do Angel's mm-hmm. Landing, you have to take a shuttle from the city 
or from the main, the small town into the valley itself. And then you hike mm-hmm. up into the, 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 the peak. But so on that shuttle, or as we're walking to the shuttle, we essentially the shuttle takes you into like this giant valley. And it's just such a humbling experience to see like these giant red cliffs. Yeah. I don't know. Giant red, orange cliffs. It was like the first thing in the morning too. So the sun was rising. Um, but yeah, no, it was just beautiful. And I think like that was my biggest takeaway that like people should get out and really appreciate nature more often. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think about Shenandoah and Shenandoah is a really great national park. Yeah. But the thing about the ones on in, in the West is I guess you get to see them from such a distance. And I don't know. I mean, maybe you see Shenandoah. I, you do see Shenandoah from a distance. I don't know how to describe it, but to get to see it from a distance and then just drive into it and up close and then realize that that's what you're going to hike is such a cool, cool experience. Yeah, it's such, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm at a loss for words that just even talking about it because it's just beautiful. It's definitely something everyone should experience. Um, but it definitely mm-hmm. opened my eyes to like, like we really de- do need to take care of um, like our national parks yeah. all around us. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, so I mean, that's just one of my takeaways from my hikes. I mean, that or like I'll reflect. Uh, Portland was pretty cool too. I mean, all the hikes we did there, that mm-hmm. itself. Yeah, I don't know. I always try to like take something from my trips. Cool. Because I mean, like in between these big trips too, I don't know if it's like this for you, but like, you know, uh, usually you're at a different point in your life than you were a year ago or even two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So like for me, it was like three years between my trip to Portland uh, National Creator Park and then Zion. Three years. So like, you know, I was in a whole different part of my life and mm-hmm. yeah, no, nah, it's just cool. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, honestly, I, with me, it's just a lot of it just comes down to enjoying the movement of getting to like see this nature and walking around it and hiking through it and climbing up and rock scrambling. And there's a certain level of quiet that is really, really nice. So I don't know that I do that much reflecting, Yeah, but I get it. Like I get where it comes from. In in a way, I do think of it as meditative, just not exactly for the same reasons. Yeah. No, I think it's I think it's good. I definitely think people should get out there more. But uh but yeah, so after the first two days, did you guys just like stay in Vegas and just gamble the entire time? No, 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 no. It was so then I'm trying to think, uh I don't remember exactly the events of every day because like I said, it was a longer vacation. So there was some gambling. I learned how to play Baccarat, which is now my preferred game to gamble on Baccarat's a pretty cool game uh yeah. otherwise i was just playing roulette or something like that uh i should probably brush up on how to play blackjack i mean because i do know some of the basics but not some of the more uh nuanced situations i guess so i was thinking about that but yeah there was a fair amount of gambling we tried a lot of restaurants my favorite restaurant there was this place called noodle den which was in the resort we were staying at and so noodle den was really good because normally i don't really care for elevated asian food but yeah. this elevated Chinese food was was really good. was was very good. I was very impressed. What uh? What about so when you go to like I guess you could say like eight Oriental cuisines? Mm-hmm. What exactly are you looking for? I just look for like one. The portion size has to at least be reasonable. Like I know that you're not always going to serve <laughs> in yeah. like these huge bowls because that's what we're used to at home. But I don't want to see like one piece of pork on a plate that's like stacked on top of like a square piece of rice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there has to be, there has to be a purpose for a spoon, if that makes sense. That's the best way to put. Yeah. Um, otherwise, just the flavors. I think 
you know, I don't know how to describe the flavors you're looking for because it is very much like a level of umami that you have to be comfortable with uh, or you just have to know having grown up a certain, like, I don't know, like, I'm not saying other people haven't experienced it. I just don't know how to describe it myself, if that makes sense. Because it's one of those things where I have tried either this dish or some version of this dish because all of a, a lot of Asian cooking has some version of that dish across all the different Eastern Asian cultures. Yeah, dumplings, like for a, example. Right. Yeah, dump, yeah, dumplings, for example, are mandu or gyoza or et cetera, et cetera. Or like, you know, egg rolls, spring rolls, lumpia. It, it's all like derivative in some shape or form. So because you've tried it in some shape or form, you already likely have an opinion about it. And I think elevated Asian, generally speaking, either tries to make a new flavor that I don't really like or it doesn't have a good portion size. What was so impressive about this place? The portion size was reasonable. It was expensive for sure, but not too expensive because the food in Vegas was generally pretty expensive and any restaurant you go to inside of a resort slash hotel is fairly expensive in my opinion. Yeah. But I think the things that were on the menu were probably the most impressive thing to me because, for example, like if you go to a Chinese place, there's... I don't know if you've ever had it, Eddie, but I'm sure that you probably have. There's a Chinese dish where it, it might actually be Taiwanese. I'm not actually sure where it originates from, but it's like a tomato egg dish. Do you know what I mean? It's like egg, tomato, and sugar or something. It's like it's like a very simple street style like homemade oh, dish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's not um, it's not a dish in my opinion that you would expect to be considered Chinese. Like if you just served it to somebody, I'm not sure that the first like flavor palette or like cuisine that they would guess is Chinese but I like it a lot I like tomato eggs and they had it over hand-pulled noodles which was very good uh I usually I've had it over rice when I've had it because you know somebody made it before yeah but yeah that's like stuff like that when they have something like that on the menu I'm usually pretty impressed but like the thing that I liked the most at the noodle den was they had braised pork over white rice with a fried egg which I mean is more or less an elevated version of titkaw yeah titkaw is is as far as I know uh, a Vietnamese dish. I don't know if it uh, it's derivative of any other one because I know Cambodian people have a similar dish. I, I don't know if Chinese people also had. A, I guess they do, but I don't know where it started. For example, right. But yeah, it was it was really really good because you know, obviously, no no titka is as good as your mom's titka, right? I mean, <laughs> whoever your mother may be or whoever whichever Vietnamese person you grow up with, but the very fact that it was like. Titka, which is familiar because it's like this braised pork belly, obviously a very, uh, you know, soft and easy to bite into, but flavor explosion of like this like sweet soy, which is great because I love pork belly and I love sweet soy, but it was over white rice because sometimes they try and put it in fried rice. And I think that's such a huge mistake personally. Yeah. And then you usually have it with hard boiled eggs that have soaked in kind of the oils and fats of the pork belly. But in this case, it was just a fried egg on top. So you could actually break the yolk and have it like kind of mix with the rice. I, I really enjoyed that. What, uh, what else did you eat that was good? Uh, we went to this place called Esther's Kitchen. Um, also good. It was Italian food. Uh, I don't have much to say about that one because I don't know what qualifies as good Italian other than I enjoyed it. <laughs> hey, wait. Did you guys get tacos while you were there? Tacos? Yeah, we did get tacos twice, actually. Yo, well, tacos not tacos, Gordo? we got Mexican. No, we didn't go there. Is that a place or is that a thing? Oh gosh. I think honestly, I think I failed you as a friend if I did not recommend you guys to go to Tacos El Gordo. It sounds like you failed us as a friend. I did fail you guys as a friend. Because we only went to like Mexican places casually for like things when we just didn't know what else to eat. 
today it was, it's t- t- till until today or even still today like it is my favorite taco place i can't believe you didn't recommend it to us you bastard yeah well look i've, I've had a lot going on and plus like you guys went yeah it's been it's been <laughs> weird you know i'm telling you this brain fog is real yeah it'd be like that it'd yeah, be like that it's been rough but but yeah yeah you need to get some uh, sleep for sure so yeah, Italian. We had ramen. Uh, that's the first time I had ribs in my ramen. That was pretty interesting. wasn't bad. wasn't wasn't good. Like it was yeah. good, but it wasn't bad. Like I, it was just more like this is fine, and I enjoyed it. And it's good ramen, but it's not like something that blew me away. Yeah. So that was pretty good. We had some sushi. Sushi was fine. Uh, I also thought it was like it was really impressive. The rolls were good, and the technical part of the roll was impressive. But it was like also after a long day. You, you pretty much eat anything, I think. So, facts. Uh, y'all gamble? Uh, yeah. So, Nikki learned how to play roulette. She also kind of learned how to play hey. baccarat. I played a lot of baccarat. Um, hey. randomly, I was playing on the new claw machine, which is not really a winnable machine because you can't win through the means of the claw, but you can because it's a gambling machine in a casino. You have to win at a certain rate, like slots. Like slots have to pay out a certain at a at a certain rate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you can only lose so much. But um randomly won a hundred dollars, didn't even realize I won a hundred dollars, took the hundred dollars, gambled it away, <laughs> won another fifty, gambled it away, and then withdrew money to start playing baccarat for real, and then ended up like, I don't know, plus like plus eighty or something like that. So there was a lot of gambling just in between. Like whether I was waiting for the next thing we were doing or it was just like late at night and I wasn't ready to sleep yet, something like that. Yeah. Gambling's a good time though. Baccarat's a fun game. Not really a skill game, which is nice. Very low skill game. Just kind of have to understand how it goes. All luck. Yeah. Yeah. I actually don't know how to play, but I can imagine. I think most, yeah. of, I mean, most of those games require luck. Most of, I mean, all of the games require luck on some level. I would say there's like only like two games. Uh, Blackjack is like a mid-skill game. And yes. like poker is like a high-skill game. But the rest of it is mainly just luck, right? And I think if you calculate the house edge, I think... If you know how to play blackjack, then you get a 51% house edge, which means you still lose in the long run, but you have your best chance of winning, basically. Yeah. Do you? How do you feel about the stereotype that uh, that Asians love gambling? I think it's accurate. <laughs> I, do you not think it's accurate? Uh, it's hard to say. I think it's I think it's accurate with everyone I know, but I personally don't gamble. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be honest, it's one of those things where it's just... Or is is every Asian good at dancing? No, but a lot of the Asians I know are pretty good at dancing. I'm <laughs> not particularly good at dancing, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel you. It's, it's, can can Asians can dark skinned Asians drink? All of the dark skinned Asians I know can drink, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, like it's it's one of those things where it's like um, not true because it's a stereotype and you don't want to like overreach, but also. It is founded in some in some truth, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so what else? It, I, huh? So what else did you guys do? I we we just went to go see a lot of the different resorts just to see how they were, and they were very cool. A lot of them are, have like a small mall inside, or just like have these cool shows. Yeah. We saw Cirque du Soleil O, which was a pretty cool water show. Was not prepared for all this like water jumping and diving, and. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't understand if there was a story or not involved with the show, but it was a very cool experience because you got to see people do some pretty crazy stunts. So, like, they were swinging. I don't know. I don't know how big the stage was, but it honestly felt like these people were getting on swings and launching, like, I don't know, 
at 50 to 75 feet in the air and then like diving into water and like the shit the stage was constantly shifting so like there would be a floor at one point but then it would like do the floor would sink into the water and then you would see somebody dive into the water after there was just a floor there yeah pretty crazy a lot of spinning and trapeze shit um very impressive like I'm, i'm always so impressed now with like movement and any form basically like if somebody's dancing very impressive if somebody's doing trapeze very impressive somebody's doing silks very impressive like all that stuff is just when you realize like how difficult everything is despite the fact that everybody makes it look easy when they're professional it yeah. just it's just so amazing yeah that are like uh i guess like the how how far you're able to push the human body right like yeah do these magnificent feats of uh of athleticism yeah which is wild right because in a lot of ways debatably you hit the genetic lottery right some of these people I would say a lot of the people that are in the 1% of their particular athletic field are, you know, they've probably hit the genetic lottery. And then they've also worked very hard to get there, right? But also, how unfortunate is it that you hit the genetic lottery in something that doesn't pay as well as, like, football or basketball or boxing, you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, hopefully uh, your your kid hits that genetic lottery, right? (laughs) I mean, yeah, Nikki... Nikki wants them to be volleyball playing chefs or something like that. I don't remember, honestly. Oh, that's solid. That's a solid. That's a solid outlook. That's a that's a something. She was like, <laughs> our, our kids could have such great genetics. And I was like, they could. Or they could get all of our terrible genetics. Like if that, they got like Nikki's knees and like my tendons and like I'm like fairly injury prone to like lower level injury, I guess, because of my non-athletic background. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, well, is it genetic or is it just because I started athletics later in life? Couldn't tell you. Honestly, don't know. But it's like, Nikki's like, but what if they get your height and they get my resistance to injury and they get this and that? And I was like, yeah, I don't think that that's going to be that lucky, but, you know, we'll see. Fingers crossed, right? Fingers crossed. Yeah, I feel you there. I have that same. Uh, Darlene and I always joke about how, like, our kids are going to be so uh, so effed up just because, like, we're both allergic to so many things that, like. Mm, rough. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag feels bad. <laughs> but yeah, hope for the best. Also, the the other worst thing, the other terrible thing that I guess could happen is if you have two kids and one does kind of hit the genetic lottery, which in my case would be like, Nikki is, is a very explosive athlete, um, which is great. But like, let's say they got that explosion. They got my height. They got this. They got that. All of this stuff would be great. And then the other side of it is like, the other kid is Nikki's height, et cetera, et cetera, is injury prone, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, oh, this is quite unfortunate. So like, do you favor that kid? Uh, I don't think, I mean, I think parents aren't going to try and favor either kid, right? Like that's the whole point of trying to be a good parent is not favoring either kid. Or but also just hoping to like encourage them what they're good at. Or like, I think kids are naturally drawn. Kids are naturally drawn to what they're good at though. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I guess like favoring is not the right word, but like what about like, hand holding or not coddling per se but like you know like for example if i knew my kid was nasty athletically i'd be i would be more inclined to push him you know Mm -hmm. as opposed to if i were my second kid was like an athletic af i'd be like you know it's okay if you don't if you can't run a mile right i see i don't know we're not gonna raise any bitches that's 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 honestly how i'm gonna i mean nikki knows how i feel about this because Aside from the fact that I'm slightly taller than the average human, I have basically no athletic gifts. Yeah. Maybe maybe my arms are on the slightly longer side, 
but I don't jump very high. I'm not very fast. None of this. I mean, like, debatably, maybe it would be better if I honed them as a kid. And sure, right? I mean, I'm I'm willing to believe that and buy that. But that is to say, it's not like I never tried sports as a kid, right? So because I think people are naturally drawn to things that they're good at. So, for example, I played basketball, maybe not in an organized sense, but I played basketball, was not very good at it. I played flag football. I was pretty decent at it. It was a fun time. I played football with friends. It was okay, but never played with pads or contact. Um, maybe I would have tried volleyball as a kid, but who knows? But the whole point I'm trying to make is that, like, despite being as average an athlete as you can be at this age and being, like, again, slightly taller than the average human, that doesn't mean you can't push yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, discipline sure. is not... I, I think discipline, in a way, could... It's not genetic per se, but it does have a lot to do with how you're raised. So in that way, it is kind of genetic, but not, you know, not given to you through your through your genes. Oh, for sure. It's like a mentality that you can instill. Yeah. That's why I would say, you know, one is going to, if, if, if we get to this scenario, which is a very fascinating scenario in and of itself, one is like, just hit the genetic lottery, gets all of the right stuff. And then one is got the opposite luck gets all of the unfortunate genes for certain athletes and sports. There's no reason that they can't push themselves. Yeah. I mean, again, right? There's a reason there's a reason why people don't have not everybody has 30 inch verticals. 30 inches in a vertical is really not unattainable. Yeah, pretty much anybody can reach a 30 inch vertical assuming that you decide to get down to the right. You lose enough fat, you get to average weight for your height, et cetera, et cetera, and you work out hard enough. 30 inches of vertical is not unattainable. There's also a reason people don't get down to eight-minute miles. Everybody can run an eight-minute mile given the fact that, like, you, again, put in the work. Right. It's not an unattainable goal, but it's not uh, – there's a reason why not everybody can do it, right? Because they don't apply themselves. Yeah, it takes that. It's discipline. It does. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a whole thing about it. And again. Obviously, everybody has their own issues. Everybody has their own whatever it is. I'm not here. Yeah. To, yeah, I'm not here to judge your circumstances. But what I'm saying is that it's not impossible by any means. But there's a reason why there's a lot of people who don't get those goals that they set because they don't have the discipline to train for it. Have I, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like, would I ever have considered myself a runner? No. I running is my one of my least favorite activities. But I did train myself to get under an eight minute mile, which is not particularly impressive to any runner. But to somebody who is, you know, overweight or anything like that or hates running, eight minute miles is, is impressive, right? So you get to a certain point, you set your own goals. That's what I'm saying. Like you might move the goalposts a little bit for the less athletic kid, but that doesn't mean you're not gonna push them to be the best version. Yeah. Man, really makes me really all this talk of push pushing yourself to be the best person discipline makes me want to go out and run a run a mile now. Yeah. I mean, you have been listening to Can't Hurt Me, right? So like you're probably like very much in that mood Eh, nah i mean i've been in a different mood lately oh rip yeah but we we can save that for a whole different discussion i see well uh then i'm gonna assume that i was being inspiring which is cool yeah (laughs) i take those we take those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sure 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 nah i mean uh it's it's just it this this discussion just revolves around a different a different thought that i've been uh been Mm -hmm. It's been in my head, but we'll, again, we'll, we'll leave that for a discussion. But yeah, so tell us, uh, so anything else you guys do in Vegas? You guys went to see Lizzo, right? We went to see Lizzo, which was a great show. Lizzo is a super fun show. I'd suggest 
Well, I'm not going to tell everybody that they should go watch Lizzo because I don't know what your vibe is. But I honestly only knew like four or five of her songs and I still really enjoyed it. It was a fun time. And, you know, yeah. Lizzo's just good vibes. She looks like she'd be a fun time. She is straight up just like good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like a whole thing. She had a whole pause in her thing about like the new year and like, you know, positive and manifesting like a new future for yourself and like saying you're beautiful, et cetera, et cetera. Don't fuck with the fuck boys. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really apply to me, but I still dug it. It was a good time. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, also went to a Vegas Golden Knights game. T-Mobile Arena is way nicer than Capital One Arena. Let me just say that. But hey, yo, it was also take? cool. That's not a hot take. Anybody who tells me that Capital One <laughs> Arena is nicer than T-Mobile Arena, you capping. I you capping a hundred percent. Cause like I don't, I don't even like the very fact that you can. I I don't know how else to describe it, but like Las Vegas, the Strip has this thing. They have a monorail that's just very convenient in terms of public transport. It's really great. The other part of it is like T-Mobile Arena is not like off in the middle of nowhere. Capital Run Arena isn't in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's 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 right next to Chinatown, but it's just like it's I wouldn't say it's right next to everything you want to do in DC. Whereas everything you want to do in Vegas is right next to T-Mobile Arena. Yeah, I think it's I think what it is is it's planned around tourism. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, Las Vegas, despite the one drawback that I absolutely hate about Las Vegas, is that their their signage is very poor, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, was very cool city to walk through and walk around. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Lizzo, Vegas, Golden Knights, Cirque du Soleil. We were supposed to see RuPaul's Drag Race. We did not because it, the show was canceled, I think, due to a technical thing. Um, we rode the the High Roller, which is a, a Ferris wheel situation. But it's an interesting one because like you're in a ball and I guess it's turning while it's elevating. So it's a whole 30 minute ride while you do it. So you get to see Vegas from like the highest point, from the highest observation point or something. It was a cool time. That is pretty neat. I, d- I never knew the thing existed. Yeah. Um, again, nicer than the Capitol Wheel, in my opinion, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all the stuff that we've done that we did in Vegas. I mean, obviously, there was a bunch of like small things here and there, but like a lot of walking and seeing a lot of the nicer resorts and hotels. I think we averaged like, I want to say 20,000 steps a day. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is pretty crazy, but that's, that's vacation for you. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, I do want to shit on one particular restaurant because, oh, one thing Nikki and I did was uh, we went to go to a timeshare presentation to get free tickets to a food place and also um, <laughs> and also slot money, which was more or less worthless. But the main thing was is that this timeshare presentation was super fun because, I, I mean, I knew that, you know, timeshares are scams, basically, for the most part. I, I'm sure there's some timeshare that somebody will point me to that, like, actually mathematically feasibly makes sense. But 99% of them are bullshit. Um, the thing about it is, is that Nikki was getting kind of convinced while you're we in the presentation. And they also do a lot of, like, sneaky things, like, try and get you with, like, emotional appeals and, like, music and, like, all this stuff. And they just try and get you with, like, logical appeals that are fake lo- logic or, like, fake logic. Yeah. Because... They'll say they'll list all these prices, but these prices are not necessarily accurate. And on top of that, they're obviously not at their own final price when they're offering you the timeshare. And so convoluted. Yeah. So we went through the presentation. Then we get to the salesman. Honestly, the salesman was like, hey, and like, where's the place you want to travel the most? And Nikki's like, Japan. And he's like, oh, is he Japanese? And I was like, oh, dude, you're fucking this sale up right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, and I was like, no, 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 Vietnamese. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I couldn't tell with the mask on. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure that's the reason you couldn't tell. <laughs> right, um, right. Honestly, that shit happens to us all the time. Am I right? Like, you know, like, that's not, it's not a bothersome thing to me, necessarily. Like, I think it's annoying. But obviously, Nikki is going to be way more upset about that because she's just like, wait, this happens to you all the time. I'm like, yeah, like, this is a very normal thing. It shouldn't be, but it is. But anyways, they're pitching their wholesale. They're doing, they're listing all these numbers. They're writing on this piece of paper. They're doing all this scribbling. And then they send this paper over to Nikki. And they're like, this is the price we're giving you because it's the day after Christmas. And Nikki's looking at it and she's like, okay, like we're going to like, and she's like looking at it. She's like kind of like thinking about the numbers. And I was like, uh, we're going to discuss this for a second, like privately, if that's okay. And they're like upset. They're noticeably upset by this because they know they're thinking that I'm the person that's going to shut them down. Like they're like looking at me because I'm like, I'm not showing any emotions. I'm wearing a hat. Obviously, you can't see my face because I'm wearing a mask. So they leave. They come back. And I'm just like, before they come back, I'm like, hey, Nikki, like, we're obviously not going to accept whatever the offer here is. And I can break down the math for you later. But obviously, this is not a thing. <laughs> this is not something we should do. Um, they come back and I say, yeah, guys, I, you know, I really want to buy this timeshare. But, you know, she's not convinced. And they're like dumbfounded <laughs> for a second. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, OK. And then they shift all of the papers over to me. And they're just like, yeah, but like, what if we lower the price here? What if we can offer you this? What if we do this? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man, this is such a this is such a tempting offer. Like, can we do it? And Nikki's like, no, <laughs> that's so fucking funny. <laughs> and so it was it was a good time. Um, basically, after that, because I know that they're not sending one salesman. They got to send this super like they got to send in the shark at some point. Right. And so they call him the customer rep, like the customer satisfaction guy. So you're taking this survey and as you're taking the survey, like he just asks you a bunch of questions. And basically our reason for not buying the timeshare that we said was because we're not married, it didn't make sense to get an asset like that. And they're like, well, like you can pass it on to your family. What if you do get married, et cetera, et cetera. And this guy I could tell was like the shark shark. So then I started talking to him. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah this is, this is not for us. It's, and you know, we're not going to do this for this reason, that reason, uh, the cost doesn't make sense for us right now. And this is why we're not going to do it. And he's like, he looks at Nikki and he's like, he's very protective. What's he so protective of? And then I just looked this man in the eyes and I was like, I like shook my head. And I was like, this is, this is not the way. Like he was then trying to like retarget to Nikki. I was like, no, 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 no. This is not the way, chief. <laughs> There's no need to have this discussion anymore. I was willing to play games and have fun up until a certain point, but we're not doing this anymore. I was going to say, how much time did you spend over there? I think it was like an hour and a half. Yo, that's a lot of time to troll both guys. It was a lot of time, but honestly, I was just trying to get five tickets to a steakhouse to pay for a lunch for Nikki's family and me, and then also $200 slots. Uh, the slot money was worthless because you can't cash out the money unless you get a jackpot. So even if you win money from that money, you can't cash it out. You can only cash it out if you hit a jackpot. Sucks yeah, ass. Booty. Um, the Brazilian steakhouse that we got vouchers to was a shit steakhouse. Um, Nikki's mom is a vegetarian, which... Most people will be like, you shouldn't take a vegetarian to a steakhouse. I personally have the opposite opinion because steakhouses are notoriously great for their salads. Honestly. And mashed potatoes. Their salad bars and mashed potatoes and sides usually slap yeah. because they want you to fill up on sides and, and stuff like that. So you don't eat the expensive meat. Hard facts. That's just my personal, like that's how I view it. And that's my no, experience no, 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 with steakhouses. No, no. That's, that's, that's a hard fact. Yeah, that's what I'm Yo, saying. Name, like, one, name, name one steakhouse with bad sides. That's what? 
name one steakhouse with bad sides. That's true. I, I, I'm with you, dude. So I'm saying and the so, best mashed potatoes I've ever had was at Chima, a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, they, they do be slapping. And so my experience with steakhouses are like, yeah, like the Palm or Fogo de Chao or like, these are all great places. So we go to a place and I'm not expecting like great service because we have vouchers. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Nikki's mom is a vegetarian and she's like, okay, well, I'll just have the rice and beans. And these motherfuckers, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll put the meat separate on a different plate so your, your food isn't touching meat. But they forget to mention that the black beans have been cooked with meat in them. And then on top of that, literally the only person that found meat in their beans was Nikki's mom after she had asked all these questions about vegetarian options. And I was just like, this place is fucking trash. Yeah. Pompas Steakhouse in Las Vegas, P-A-M-P-A-S. They had a 3.9 on Google. I'm still planning on writing them a review to just shit on them. But I just thought I'd shout that out and say absolute trash. Did you look them Terrible up on Yelp? Uh, I didn't look them up on Yelp. I looked up on Google reviews. All right. Hard. This is a hard travel advice for anyone who travels anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, not even traveling. Honestly, you could do it at home. Always never trust the Google reviews. Always look places up on Yelp. Does Yelp do a better job of like filtering? Yeah. People on Yelp are more, uh, they're pretty much more anal about things. And you can kind of go through, like, let's just say, like, there's like a top reviewer or something like that you can go mm-hmm. through and see, like, hey, is this guy's or girl's, is this person's um, review I, incredible? Yeah, do I agree with their general opinion? Yeah, for example, right? If some girl, in the, yo, not to be racist or anything, no, but if some I, where is this going? white girl from <laughs> the Midwest comes through and leaves like a critical review on a Vietnamese joint, yo. You think I'm going to take that more serious than, like, I don't know, like a Yelp elite person with the last name Nagayan? Yeah, I, I would think so. Would you not know? <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's, that's exactly my point. So, yeah, not nah, definitely Yelp. Yelp's the way to go. Yeah, but basically just wanted to shit on Pampa's Steakhouse because they were trash. Trash service, trash food. Um, not a great experience. Leave a Yelp review. Uh, yeah, I'll probably do something like that. And again, it's it's one thing, because I understand, like, one thing, because we're using vouchers or whatever, you don't want to do the best service. But, like, literally, just the bare minimum here is, like, she just asks if any of the food has meat in it. Like, it's just information about your food, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you guys tell them first, like, right off the bat that you're using vouchers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally the first thing we did. Like, we sat down, server came over, was like, hey, we're using vouchers. Like, uh, we did you have to tell them? I think you're supposed to, because otherwise, like... I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the, the etiquette there is, but I prefer to just have it up front because I don't want to get any mix-ups. I don't want to get charged for anything that we're not supposed to pay for. You know what I mean? That's uh, fair. Fair. Yeah. And it's like we were supposed to have our choice of sides, but they said the only side we could pick was rice and beans. And I was like, man, that's time spent in a timeshare presentation was not worth it. Yeah. I'm, we, I mean, I'm not. I'm also not, I'm not surprised. That's how they get we got you. ripped. That's how they get you. That's how they get you. Uh, is it time to wrap up this podcast? Yeah, that's about it. I think, uh, yeah, was there anything else that you wanted to tell us about Vegas? No, I mean, I, I enjoyed Las Vegas a lot. Um, I didn't like parts of it because some of the things are just like the signage, for example. Again, this is just one of my like minor ticks is that I hate when you follow like three signs that say monorail and then the fourth sign doesn't say monorail. So you don't know where it is. And then you have to just keep <laughs> walking in that general direction and hoping that you're still following the third sign. And it doesn't pop up again until like the seventh sign. And I'm like, bro, this is like your entire city's income is based on tourism. Make better signs. Like, I don't know how else to say that shit, but like make 
signs that follow signs. It's like a, it's like a Zelda quest. <laughs> you have to figure it out. <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, All right. Overall, what out of 10? 10 being um, you had a, the best time of your life. 10 ahead of the best time of my life. Uh, I would say a, a solid 7. And I say a 7 just because Vegas is one of those cities that I, 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 I liken to New York, where the highs are high and the lows are low. And so we had a ton of fun in Las Vegas at some points, but some of the things that were just really annoying were really annoying. Fair. Things do be annoying, especially annoying things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, you know, I do love gambling. So think about taking a trip to MGM, see if they got back or not. Yo, if you, if you ever want to go back to Vegas, Tacos El Gordo. I do want to go back to Vegas. Nikki doesn't want to come back for 10 years, but I, I want to go back to Vegas. I think with uh, a good crowd and with the right people to go to like parks and shit. I think it'll be a good time. And then the downtime to do whatever you want at nighttime and stuff like that would be a good time. Yeah, it sounds like a... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's one of those things where it's like my my style of vacationing, generally speaking, is you you do stuff um, together when you travel with people like once, like in the morning for like the big event. Like let's say Orlando is an example. We're going to Disney World. Like as a group, we will travel to Disney World together if that's the plan. And then people will do their own thing at Disney World or we'll wait in lines together. And then at nighttime, people can just kind of break off and do whatever they want to do. And people invite other people in the group to do whatever. Depends on how big the group is. But like, right. I think one event together in the day, nighttime is basically yourself, is the way I generally like to vacation with groups. Uh, and Vegas would be similar to that. Like hiking here, do whatever you want at night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, I feel you. I feel you. I respect but, uh... it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, all this talk about vacation makes me want to plan our, my next trip. Yo, we have to plan a trip. Do we? We do. Well, we don't have to, I guess, if you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. Yeah. Find okay. out next time on No Happiness Podcast. Find us on, uh, where, and, and where do you find us, Brian? Uh, Google Podcasts, I think. Anchor. Oh, 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 you know what? We were supposed to say, let's take a break. All right, we're back. <laughs> if you put the ad anywhere else, Eddie, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> but yeah, like, rate us, subscribe, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, mm-hmm. Email any questions, comments to No Happy Endings Podcast at gmail dot com. And yeah, uh, and yeah I'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Peace out. Off Wiedersehen. Bye bye. Peace. Yo, See you that's later. Some, that's, that's some fancy language you're using. <laughs>